Blog Talk Radio. Cardinal signs and so many cardinal uh, 
uh, energy is bringing to the change that we can expect to have, you know, this year, next year, certainly, and for a few more years, being that Uranus and Pluto are a part of that cardinal energy. So uh, what I wanted to do first was the Global Energy Minute. I always like to start the show off like that, but I wanted to say that the sort of energy from the show came from seeing that uh, cardinal Grand Cross uh, earlier today between the Moon, Jupiter, Uranus, and Pluto. And we can talk a little bit about that. So um, the sun's in Aquarius. Happy Aquarius. I like that. I think it's really good. It's the stable, you know, push through winter now. It's going to be February. And, um, you know, winter will um, continue to make itself known in places that are temperate. In Los Angeles, it's been like summer for the last half a month or something like that, which has been crazy. But uh, in temperate climates, uh, you you all are definitely experiencing winter, I know. And um, the sun in Aquarius, I think, reassures the, the, the idea of old man winter that, yes, winter is still here and it's going to be here. Um, Aquarius energy is quite nice, though. And right now, um, the sun in Aquarius is square to the moon, right now presently so you know if you're feeling like you're running hot and cold if you're feeling like you're feeling passionate and dispassionate that's that um aquarius scorpio square um aquarius energy can be kind of you know distant and aloof when it feels emotionally burdened and scorpio is kind of emotionally burdensome <laughs> um from the opposite point of view um you know scorpio wants things to be emotionally deep and um it's it's an, and be able to trust and it's difficult to trust aquarian energy because sometimes it can feel so disinterested so if it's disinterested you can't really predict the way in which it's going to behave so that's the square and if you're feeling like i said hot and cold interested disinterested um obsessed and then completely um you know, dis, dispossessed of everything, and then that's the dichotomy of the sun-moon tonight, just a tonight energy. Uh, Mercury is also in Aquarius, which I think is a good placement for Mercury because it gives a very idealistic mind, but also a very analytical mind, and someone can think outside the box. Mercury, Uranus, there's a good connection between Mercury and Uranus. Uranus rules Aquarius, so Mercury in an, in an Aquarian Uranian sign is a, is a lovely place for Mercury to be. Uh, it is actually, though, um, not well aspected right now to Saturn. So, again, it's Mercury in Aquarius and Saturn in Scorpio, and sure enough, we have the same square between a mind that might be very active and on the negative side a little bit aloof, um, having to deal with a, with a, you know, a more authoritative energy that wants to be able to pin someone down emotionally. So again, if we're struggling with um, uh, connecting and disconnecting, or wanting to connect but finding disconnection when we get there, um, there's going to be a little more of that because Mercury's going to go retrograde around February five six, and it's going to go back into Aquarius, and so we're going to have a Mercury squaring Saturn a couple of times. Um, Venus is in Capricorn and it's in a pretty good spot in Capricorn it's um, a little farther along than Pluto it is retrograde probably by next week Venus is going to be moving into the T-square um, between um, 
uh, Jupiter, Uranus, and Pluto. It, it really is kind of there now, so we could talk about that as the T-square, but I felt like Uranus was still a little far away. Um, next week, Venus will definitely be in it, but let's just say that Venus in Capricorn and um, Jupiter in Cancer, um, Pluto and Uranus are making a T-square, and that energy could be some conflicts uh, in, in relationships, some sudden changes in relationships, but also the pull to want to nurture, also the idea of what is my relationship saying about me, that's the Capricorn kind of thing, Pluto and Capricorn, Venus and Capricorn, this love relationship that I'm having, is it bringing me anything tangible, is it doing anything for me? So we might be taking a look at that, we'll be taking a look at you know, the way in which we're being nurtured versus our individuality, again, versus this love relationship or relationships that we might be in. And um, pretty much the rest is the same as it has been as far as, you know, just aspects moving outward from there. Saturn is pressed forward into the 22nd degree of Scorpio, except for Mercury, it's not really doing much. And it, it will continue to create, I think, some communication difficulties with the square Mercury. So Saturn's kind of a player now. In, in global energy, but for a person of relationships, you just want to try to be as accountable and clear as possible in your communicating. And um, Neptune not really making any any negative aspects right now. Pluto as well, kind of just again conjunct Venus and um, can make for really powerful uh, feelings of love. Pluto conjunct Venus. So if you've got them, rock them. That's your global energy minute. On I'm Dr. Craig. I just wanted to check my chat room. I wanted to check my switchboard. And good. Let's talk a little bit about the cardinal energy. Um, I um, I feel like um, the cardinal energy, if if you studied any any astrology at all, is um, is about newness. You know, the cardinal energy is about newness. Each one of the cardinal signs represents the beginning of each new season. So it's definitely about newness, right? Capricorn starts winter, and by December 21st, it's feeling kind of wintry. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Aries starts spring, so by March 21st, it's feeling pretty springy. And Cancer and starts the summer, and uh, Libra starts the fall. So likewise, as we're moving into October and April and January and um, and. Mm, mm, when did I leave out? July. <laughs> As we're moving into um, those months, we're definitely moving into the beginning of the four seasons. So the, um, the, the cardinal energy is always about a new beginning. And if you see people who have lots of cardinal planets or lots of cardinal houses, they're very um, forceful and initiating and active. They're very assertive. Um, there are people who are self-motivated, which might seem interesting because sometimes it doesn't seem like some of those words connect with some of those signs. And yet, and yet those four signs, um, uh, you know, represent that energy. If you've ever hung out with a cancer a person, um, then you know that when they want you to buckle your seatbelt because they're nurturing you, then they're going to nurture you. And I think that that maternal energy needs to be assertive, right? Nurturing needs to be asserted onto um, 
the children in order for them to feel like, you know, in other words, like you can't be passively nurturing. <laughs> you have to be assertively nurturing. You have to, uh, you know, pick a baby up when it falls down and hurts itself. You have to cook it dinner and sit there and spoon feed it. And you have to change its diaper. There's no way to nurture in a passive way. So all these signs, including Libra, who again might seem like, oh, because we feel like, oh, well, Aries, we understand. Aries as, um, you know, a, um, a cardinal sign. Uh, we understand that Aries is aggressive and assertive, and we can even understand it from Capricorn, because Capricorn's authoritative. But you see, Libra is the one that asserts um, uh, fairness and, um, and, and almost demands it. And, and Libra is the one that will definitely forge ahead and make commitments. So when you're looking at the... Um, the cardinal energy, we'll look a little bit about it and how it manifests in people, but I think the, the uh, you know, the focus of, of this, you know, little short chats, my little half an hour chats with everybody, is really about how is that energy affecting us globally or what are we being asked to do. And um, we, we want to be able to keep that in mind, you know, authoritative, forceful, assertive, um, self-motivated, ambitious, these kinds of energies that that cardinal signs forge ahead, that they like to start things, that they are enterprising, that they're independent. Those are not just things that pertain to Aries. The cardinal signs are an initiating influence. And that if the, um, if the qualities, the qualities meaning cardinal, fixed, and mutable, Okay, there are three qualities. Tonight we're talking about the cardinal signs, which is Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn, and we have a lot of planets in those signs. If we look at the qualities, the three qualities kind of represent different, different ways of um, uh, creative initiative in the world. You know, how... how um, energy is produced to create and you know it's interesting because the fixed signs are most aligned their creativity is most aligned with sustaining so it's interesting that you know to me that fixed signs are creative in the way that they want to maintain they want to maintain something they don't really like to change but yet still a lot of creative energy is needed to keep something stable and constant and um, fixed signs do that. Mutable signs take uh, creativity and they use their creativity for adaptation, so they learn how to change things. But cardinal creativity is the creativity of, the, um, of new beginnings, the impetus. I like that word, you know, the impetus, the impulse to start something new. And cardinal energy jumps us off into something new um, by, um, by, by having this initiating force, initiating Aries, right? The, um, the sign that pokes its, uh, you know, head out of the, the cold earth in spring, you know, and, um, and something new emerges. This is um, the, the full energy of the cardinal signs. So um, it's, it doesn't surprise me, you know, it, it, it's, it's very, very little surprise to me that it's cardinal energy that is moving us into the 21st century. I looked back at the ephemeris and I saw that um, in 2000 we did start with one of the outer planets in a cardinal sign. It was Jupiter. 
also on sort of the birth time of the of the new millennium, Jupiter was in Aries. And I think it spoke about an expanding sense of newness and awareness and individual identity at that time. Um, certainly now that we have Uranus in Aries by, you know, a whole cycle later, basically, because it's very funny, Jupiter was moving very fast. It was still in Aries on January the 1st, um, 2000. But by September 11th of 2001, Jupiter was in Cancer. It had gone a whole quarter in really just like two years. And it was because it was so wound up when we went into the new millennium that it kind of fired into Taurus very quickly and was in Gemini in early 2001. And then it was in Cancer by by the fall of 2001. So it had gone a full quarter in like two years. And that was very speedy. But the only cardinal sign that was present during September 11th was a Jupiter also in Cancer. And I feel like at that point we were learning about an expanding initiative in caretaking. And since then, it seems like since then, and, it, and it's interesting because Jupiter is in Cancer right now, um, because we're a whole Jupiter cycle later, and Jupiter is going to go into Leo, but it's still, you know, half this year it's going to be in Cancer, and it was in Cancer on September 11th, is the idea that we've had an entire Jupiter cycle since then, and we're still learning about the way in which we can expand. See, if 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 the if all of these energies are about initiating new beginnings and an initial influence, something new, then what we're trying to do is we're trying to expand, that's Jupiter, and I and something new in the way of nurturing each other, something new in the way of nurturing. And I think that that's tremendously beautiful. I know that probably a few of you think that I'm, you know, probably a little too positive about things all the time but because there's certainly a negative approach that you can take to things but 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 for me uh you know these transitions and the, the challenges that we face um are are always a, a pushing us towards growth we're always working towards growing and into our higher self so even if there's crisis and even if there's challenge you know the the grand cross of 2014 is is not going to be about tragedy that's not going to be its purpose even if that's something that we experience so it's always worth looking for the purpose for these transits and for these energies. And I think, as I said, it doesn't surprise me that the cardinal energy, which is the energy of new beginnings, is the energy for right now. You know, new beginnings. in in And we have to think of new ways. Um, you know, new ways of particularly, right, doing the things that the cardinal signs are in. So, breaking that down, if if Pluto is about transition and Capricorn is basically in a new way of managing the earth, a new way of presenting ourselves socially, a new reputation, a new outward action in the material plane, right? Capricorn is our very outward action in the material plane, the way in which we're um, 
uh, manipulating and manifesting the material plane in an outward way because it's very it's public and Pluto is in Capricorn then there needs to be a new way of manipulating the material plane and that the the, um, the impetus for change is a new beginning of 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 working with the material plane in the way in which we're going to be um, presenting ourselves as beings of the earth you know that's really the 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 large global uh the large meaning of the global energy minute is how are we as beings presenting ourselves uh to each other in intimate relationships again always as countries or just as you know the humanity of the earth aren't we aren't we beginning to elevate into a higher state of consciousness in in that way um, and the answer to that is yes. And if Uranus is in Aries, then the initial impetus has to be in the impetus is in discovering the self, right, and creating an energy of of making our mark. But the Uranian thing is to um, add uh, inventiveness and newness to something that's already new. That's why Uranus being in Aries is extremely strong because Uranian energy is already about um, force and independence and um you know starting new things something new is very uranian so uranus in aries is about recreating the idea of the individual uh jupiter and cancer i think i mentioned already about the newness of the way in which we're going to have to care for each other and um mars in Libra is about the newness of the way in which we establish relationships, right? Because Mars is the way in we take way in which we take action. So the way in which we take action in relationships is going to be um something new. And the 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 combined melting of all of that is what's pushing us towards a new self-identity in the way we nurture each other and establish relationships. One of the things that I definitely saw there when I was thinking about this was that the importance of establishing relationships with Mars and Mars retrograde. And I know I talked a little bit about this um, in a previous show, but the energy is so present that I guess I felt there was a lot more to say. I wanted to say that um, it wasn't it interesting, isn't it interesting, and very interesting to me, that um, in 2008, um, when when um, when President Obama became president, that's when Pluto went into Capricorn within one week of his inauguration. So Pluto went into Capricorn within one week of, of Barack Obama's. Um, uh, inauguration and uh, Jupiter was also in Capricorn at that time so we had Jupiter again in a cardinal sign at the time of what you would think would be you know an extremely auspicious new beginning for planetary development right I mean we had a new leader Capricorn and and he kind of rocked the globe right he's definitely probably one of the most famous global people people all over the world know who he is and when Pluto went into Capricorn Barack Obama became president when Uranus went into Aries that was when he won the second election and took over his second term in 2012 so it was 2011 into 2012 and Saturn was in Libra so there was uh, you know more 
uh, energy then again about the individual. I think his message changed. You know, he had this message of change, but his message changed about, um, you know, that change was hard and change was going to take individual responsibility. He didn't just come in like he did in 2008, where it was like he was going to create all that change, which would have been that Capricorn authority and Pluto and Capricorn. He then, in 2012, placed some of the responsibility for the change back on all of us. And I think that was kind of interesting, because we're still living with that Square and that energy that's asking for all of us to uh, grow. But right now, what's interesting is that, and I say that a lot because it is, it's astrology is super interesting to me, so um, I'll, I'll take a look at that. Um, the, um, is that we have, you know, four, four of the planets in cardinal signs and three of the outer um, uh, five. So three of the outer five plus Mars, which is the next one in, in that long-term seven-month Mars and Libra, I think for at least 2014 we can throw Mars into a, an important position in the planet since it's taking such an extended stay in one sign, a cardinal sign, and that that's the the linchpin there for the uh, the cardinal grand cross and the changes that it's going to make in 2014. So new millennium. Um, begins with uh, with some expanding change, and then as we uh, go into 2008, 2012, and moving forward now, because now finally the square uh, is happening between Uranus and Pluto, and this year in particular, Jupiter is kicking it off, Mars is kicking it off. You know, Jupiter and Mars as timing planets is pretty intense. So if you're looking at times when you're going to see real manifestation of the uh, Uranian-Pluto square, which is that square between the individual and the hierarchy and the way they're battling it out for, um, for power, there's a power struggle between the individual and the powers that be, the pushback that we're going to have against, you know, genetically modified food and all the different things that we feel that corporations and religious entities and, and governments have been doing to us, that we're going to stand up and take our own responsibility for that change. So it wasn't just necessarily a uh, cliche message that Obama was delivering in uh, it is second term there, you know, change is us all and and that we're all responsible for that change. So, um, you know, that's uh, my take on, um, on this, uh, you know, extremely powerful time that we're entering into and that we're going to move more deeply into. Um, let's uh, let's uh, cheesily leave us all with Cheryl Crow tonight. I hope you have a lovely evening, and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Dr. Craig, and this was the Inside Connection.